Beautiful. Okay, look, we are in our series of exploring what it is to know and understand that Jesus is light for everyone, including ourselves. He is light for everyone. And a huge shout out, I know Steph's done it, but a huge shout out to everybody who brought that light show out for everyone outside. It was just fantastic. But you know, that Jesus is light for everyone, whether they saw the light show last night, whether they're in the room now or, or have never made it here, Jesus is light for everyone. And we're going to be picking up on a story um, today. I must put my timer on. I forgot that in the first service as well. Um, but it doesn't matter, does it? You don't need to rush out today, do you? Um, <laughs> Jokes. Um, anyway, we're going to pick up a story that is one of the most known Christmas nativity stories because, you know, we have all seen nativities, right? Some of us have been in nativities. Some of us have endured nativities. Um, and if you're a parent, you'll know what I mean. Um, but we've all had, you know, these nativities where we've seen the stories of Jesus's birth played out. And the one we're going to be looking at today involved three wise men. So these were the men that don't wear the tea towels on the head. They wear crowns in the nativity we're talking about, because I don't think there were tea towels in the original day either. But they wear crowns because we somehow think that crowns kind of represents wisdom. And so they have crowns and they have some very, you know, unusual gifts, shall we say, unusual gifts to give to a baby. So there's a joke going around this, <laughs> this last week that I saw. Okay, so after the three, this is the joke. It, I didn't enter it into the competition. It wouldn't win a prize. Um, but nonetheless, I feel compelled to share it. Don't know why. Um, but anyway, after the three wise men came the three wise women. But they didn't bring those gifts that the three wise men brought. Instead, they brought a casserole nappies and a bottle of wine but it's gender stereotypes I can't endorse that joke um, but anyway so the, the wise men they brought these unusual gifts and they came and in the nativities you know the tea towel ones and the crown ones that type of nativity they get to the stable shove the shepherds out the way and they come in and have their starring moments sing a song or whatever and then they put the gifts at the stable manger thing next to the baby right so this is what we think happened these wise men arrived in the stable while baby Jesus was doing everything cute, nothing smelly or noisy, and he was just there looking holy, and the gifts were placed by him. But it's just not, that's not actually what's written. But that just works when you're with children, because you can't say to some children, yeah, you get to see baby Jesus and you have to wait a couple of years. <laughs> but the story in the Bible actually has some different nuances. Now, one of the things, and some of you will have noticed, we have a star in the room. Others of you will go, oh, I didn't notice that at all. Was that not there last week? No, no, it's new. It's new for you. Um, because we are looking at the star today. But the key thing that I want you to take home, if you take home anything, don't take home the star. That would, you know, we'll, we'll fleece you on the way. But don't take home the star. Just take home this thought. Don't stop at the star. Don't stop at the star. So we're going to read the story, and what I'd encourage you to do is lean into it and try and hear fresh things, not the things you've seen in the nativity plays with the tea towels and the crowns, but just see how Matthew captures this story so beautifully as wise men woke up to the moment when they saw a star and felt compelled to follow it. I don't know if you've ever done that. Have you ever done that when you've looked at a star? Oh, I really want to get nearer that. I mean, it just, it, there's an unusual moment going on. I've looked at many stars. I've gazed up and found the Big Dipper. And then after that, I have to get the app out. But, you know, I've looked up at the stars. I have never once felt compelled to get a little bit nearer, pack my suitcase and walk west. But these men were. So if you've got your Bibles, jump in with me. Turn it on. It'll come up on the screens. All is well. 
and I'm going to read from Matthew 2, just 12 verses. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men. And he learned from there the time when the star first appeared. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. It's such a great story. There's so much in this story that we could draw out why they gave the gifts, what happened, why they worshipped before they gave their stuff, you know, and all the gifts that they carried, how they, you know, were over there in the east and then travelled to the west. There's so much. But to begin with, let's think about the star. So, this star suddenly announces to the world that the king of kings has been born. Now, nowadays, when people announce births, you know, it's out on Instagram, isn't it? You know, even the royal family, when they're announcing the birth, here it is, here's our child on Instagram. We didn't have Instagram. What we had was heaven itself waking up to declare to the whole world the king of kings has arrived. I like to think my birth was a bit of a, you know, special moment, <laughs> that there would be announcements. In fairness, it wasn't an ambulance, so I think I might have had a siren at one point. But there was no heavenly intervention and announcement, yet Jesus comes and heaven itself displays the glory. Not so that people step, stop at the glory, but so that people are drawn to the source of the glory, Jesus. Now, I want to just jump into a psalm just briefly because there's a psalm that I absolutely love that I wish the wise men had written. They missed the moment, but it wasn't. It's a psalm that's written by David long before. But when you hear this psalm, you will hear what I think would have resonated with the wise men because it is this awaking to heaven speaking without words to such a degree that worship follows and this awareness of the heart response follows. And to me, it sounds like how the star came and how then the wise men bowed down and brought their gifts. Psalm 19 is the psalm. If you've got your Bible, jump into it. You were trying to guess the psalm. They were trying to guess which psalm it was. It's like I could have had a jar of psalms to give you, couldn't I? But I didn't. 
Okay, Psalm 19, listen to this. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are like a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. When did you ever see a star and respond like that? When did you ever see heaven open up its glory and think, oh my gosh, may the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth please you. Yet the star announced the birth of the king of kings and that is what the wise men did. I know these were David's words, but this is the wise men, what they lived out and demonstrated for us. And there's something in here for us to capture. And it is, we must not stop at the star because they didn't stop. At the star. Now, one of the interesting things about these wise men is they were over in the east. So in, in what we would understand in kind of modern geography, I understand to be in Iran. And they basically are looking at the stars. They are people who are astrologers. They were constantly looking and learning and studying. And they had a quest and a hunger for learning. And they knew the Jewish traditions. They knew the prophecies of old. Because when they saw the star, it resonated with what they understood and what they had learned. And they knew. Just, the, just knew this is significant. We've never seen a star like this. Come on, boys, let's go see it. And off they went from east all the way to the west. Now, it doesn't say what I'm just about to say in the next trip, in the next part of the story, okay? But I want to just lean into that concept of they went from the east to the west for a moment. Because I think today, as we consider how we can make sure we're not people who stop at the start and how we can understand that Jesus is like for everyone, if we could just lean into this sort of revelation of east to west because a couple of other Psalms, and you'll know immediately where I'm going. So Psalm 113 there's some words in there about east to west. Let me just quickly turn to you and read just a couple of verses. Psalm 113, verse 2 says this, Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forevermore. Everywhere, from east to west, praise the name of the Lord. For the Lord is high above the nations. His glory is higher than the heavens. We have here an invitation from east to west that encompasses everybody to meet Jesus. Nobody here in the room, at home, anywhere, this invitation is for everyone, including you. 
It is so important we don't miss the moment to realize the invitation extended from east to west with everyone and everything in between, and that includes you. That includes me. Everyone at home, we're included and invited to not stop at the start. Another psalm, Psalm 103, also talks about east to west. And this is beautiful too. Let me read you just a, again a few verses from verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. I love this. Because I imagine these wise men packing up their bags. Hello. Heading towards the star, I'll just keep going as if nothing happened. Shall I change mic? I'll change mic. Keep going and change mic. It's impossible to know what to do around here. I'll keep going one more time. Okay, so imagine without the sound effects, these wise men were packing up their bags and they're heading towards the west, they're heading towards the star, and as they're going, they're leaving behind further and further and further away the things that they associated with in their way of life before. Now, I know for all you pedantics, I do realize they do go home again, but they are rerouted which is a beautiful piece of interesting fact that Matthew gives us very rooted because I don't believe they were ever the same again by the time they got home. I believe everything about their world will have changed even if their postcode didn't. But anyway, as they're leaving, they're leaving as far as the east is from the west, everything that they once held dear. And they are pressing on, pressing on. But what would have happened if they'd stopped at the star? Wow, it's amazing. Now, the star got them to Herod. Now, here we question their wisdom, but we, you know, we weren't there. Let's not be too rude. But they got to near the palace because they interpreted what they understood and thought, well, palatial kings, it makes sense, right? So then they were speaking out loud, and Herod got wind of these speaking out loud, and they get pulled into these meetings and interviews and all the you know, shenanigans that were going on there before being sent to Bethlehem. But there they see the star again. But imagine if they'd stopped at the star. We've seen the star again. It's amazing. Imagine if they went as near as they could to the star, but kept looking at the star. I'm just scared, all the camera people. Sorry, they suddenly rushed. I'm so sorry. Didn't think about you at all. I love you at home. I just forgot the camera people. But they were so near the star. Just imagine if that was enough. And here's my question to us today. Moving. Here's the question to us today. Have we stopped at the star? I love driving um, home towards my home. And one of the journeys I do on the M25, I do it quite a lot. And, and as I'm coming to a certain point, Watford is signposted. And it always makes me feel, oh, I'm on my way. I'm nearly there. Now imagine if I just parked up under the sign. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Have we stopped at the star? Now for some of us, let's be honest for a moment. We haven't stopped at the star because we've seen baby Jesus. Just as the wise men saw baby Jesus, we've seen baby Jesus and we think it's amazing. The king of kings came for us. It's fantastic. Bring on the turkey dinner. It's fantastic. We love these moments where we can pause and remember he came for us. But have we stopped in the stable? 
Is that enough? Or have we journeyed with Jesus through his life expanse of 33 years and leaned into the miracles and thought, this is amazing. Look, Jesus came for everyone and this is what he did. He healed the blind and the deaf and the dead and he intervened in funerals and marriages and weddings and all this. And isn't Jesus amazing? Have we stopped there? Just with the stories, because that's good enough. We can worship him for them, right? Those are amazing stories. He's worthy of our praise. We can stop right there. Or have we gone to the cross and stopped there? Because we know we messed up. We know we deserve what he took for us. And here we still feel the guilt. It was my sin that put him there. sin? Have we stopped there? Where the condemnation is easy to feel. What are we missing if we stop there? Maybe we make it three days later and we get to the resurrection and Jesus is alive. Hooray! And he's going around and he's alive and it's amazing and he's defeated sin and he's defeated death. And now we're amazing as his followers because we can say we've got life everlasting. So even though life might suck right now, it's okay because heaven awaits. Yes, it's amazing. Have we stopped there? Where we endure life because heaven awaits. Or what about then, soon after that, when Jesus said to his disciples, wait for my Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came and they were empowered and flames sat on their head. And then thousands of people gave their lives to the Lord. And it was amazing and it was just incredible. Have we stopped there in that part of their story? Wow, it's possible for the Holy Spirit to come in power because he came then. He can come again. But have we stopped in their story? Jesus healed then. Not so sure now. Jesus gave power then. Not so sure now. Have we stopped then? Because I believe Jesus wants to invite us to go beyond the star. To not stop, but to press into Jesus. To discover him again. And I believe he's called us to go beyond his ministry. To go beyond the cross. To go beyond his resurrection. To go beyond when the Holy Spirit came for the first disciples. And to come now to a place where we cannot be just filled once, but we can be filled time and time and time again. And the Holy Spirit can move in us to such a way that every single time we press in, we can discover newness about Jesus. Freshness from heaven. Fresh wonder displayed in the glory. Fresh reality in our homes and hearts for us to experience. Because Jesus, we can keep him in the stable as much as we like because he's cute and he never cried or pooed, I'm sure of it. But he was just all perfect. Or we can embrace the whole purpose of his coming and his empowering of his Holy Spirit that we can still know him even more intimately today than we did half an hour ago or a day ago. If you hang out with a human, think of one you like, if, if, if you hang out with a human and you're talking and you're listening, you can get to know that human more and more with every single passing conversation and moment of time. This is what Jesus wants for us, that we will not stop at the star. Yeah. 
that we won't stop at the shiny bits and the nice bits, but we will press in to the person of Jesus through the presence of his Holy Spirit and know him more and more and more. And the brilliant example that the wise men give us, you know, they messed up so many beautiful times, which is just, I know we don't focus on that and I don't want to give them a hard time, but, you know, they went to Herod. Hello. It's okay, though. Because then they were rerouted. So whatever has happened, whatever distractions, whatever assumptions you made wrong, that you would find Jesus in the palace with Herod, mm, not so much. But you can turn this way and find him in the stable. Where have you looked for greater intimacy with Jesus? Because today, today, he wants to draw you closer. This invitation from east to west that includes you. The leaving of your sin as far as the east is of the west. Expanding this love that he's got for you. To not leave you at the cross. To not leave you just outside the tomb with the stone rolled away. To not leave you just where there was once an infilling. And well, I guess that's enough. I met Jesus. No, there's so much more. Don't stop at the star. Don't stop where you are. So I wonder if the band could um, make their way up. I'd do this to them and then I'd just leave them standing there for a while. And they keep going, is she stopping? You'll never know. I've still got time, but you know, I just thought it would be good to look at you. One of the things we want to do is pause in these moments and consider where we are. Because all of us, I know we're in the room, I know we're at home, but we're all actually in different positions. Different life experience. Different issues going on. Different thoughts crowding in, even today, fighting for our attention. Different burdens. All of us. So to begin with, we're going to make this beautifully individualistic. Just really, really personal. Where have you stopped? Because Jesus wants to invite you beyond the star today. Beyond the star to discover him even more. Now you might be like me, really old and have traveled with the Lord a long time. That's okay, that's a privilege. It's a privilege. But there's more. There's more. Even for those privileged with age numbers going up, there's more. You might be fresh. Fresh and just just getting to know Jesus. And there's more. Don't stop at the star. So just where you are, why don't you close your eyes? There is space. You might want to move to more space. You might want to kneel. There's no pressure for that. We'll help you up if you need it. You might want to do that. You might not. It doesn't matter. The, the, the question is what's going on in your heart. So just where you are, close your eyes to block out the visual distractions. And begin to put into your own words to ask the Lord, where am I, Lord? Where am I stopped right now? And 
feel him tell you. Feel his invitation. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you that you are here. I want to thank you that you're at home too. And I pray for everyone at home or wherever they're watching and I pray for people in this room that you will show us where have we stopped? Where have we stopped? And Lord, I pray today people will feel you as if you're taking our hand and walking us beyond the star meet with you again. Lord, may we fall in love with you again, or for the first time, to go beyond the motion and the habit and the routines. To see you more closely, Lord. Because when we see you more closely, we will love you dearly. Holy Spirit, fill us afresh. I want to pray specifically for people who feel stopped at the cross. You're burdened still with guilt. There's a hardness because the journey's been hard and it's painful and it's hard. Lord, I pray for people who have stopped at the cross that you will bring them into your resurrected glory where they can see you afresh, very much alive in their lives. Holy Spirit moving. Help us, Lord to move closer 